What's good in the hood, family? You are listening to a Trip to India podcast, and for today's episode, I cannot help myself. I just had to <laughs> please add my two cents to this hot mess of a presidential debate that just happened last night, Tuesday, September 29th. So last night on YouTube, because I do not pay for cable, <laughs> no. Um, I definitely tuned in live to the presidential debate, and I can definitely tell you I was in this middle of between of being surprised and not surprised at the same time. I definitely expected more. I thought I was going to get some type of answers from especially President Donald J. Trump on what he will be doing for us in the next four years if he does remain in office. I also wanted to know what was Joe Biden's plan because it hasn't been really clear. So I really was looking forward to this debate to give me some type of clarity. So lately I've been trying to do my due diligence on making sure that I can be just as informed and prepared when I go to the polls. Because like many, I get there and I know everyone tells us to vote, but as soon as I get to the poll, I look at all the selections and I am just lost. I don't recognize the names and I don't understand the terminology that they, well, I don't understand the rhetoric when it comes to the laws. And sometimes I'm not, you know, I just don't feel as informed and confident as I would like. So I've been trying my very best to do as much research as I can this uh, process. So the presidential debate was moderated by Chris Wallace and God bless his soul because he had a lot to deal with and trying to at least get the questions out and allowing each candidate to be able to speak without being uninterrupted. He broke it down into six topics, uh, six segments that each candidate can share their opinions or uh, what they plan to do. So the six, I have my notes, just in case y'all wonder why I keep looking down. So the six segments that he went over was the Supreme Court, in regards of if Donald Trump should have the authority to um, fill in or you know appoint uh, Justice Amy Barrett, or if they should wait, um, COVID nineteen, economic recovery, race, climate change, and if they believe that this is a fair election. I was definitely annoyed from the beginning. Right out the gate, we barely got any um, questions answered. I believe Trump was the first one that he started off with, with asking about the Supreme Court justice appointments. So, or appointee, please somebody in the comments, correct me on my verbiage. Like I said, I'm not an expert and I'm trying to inform myself, so bear with me. So the real question was just, do they believe that he can, uh, that it's constitutional for him to be able to appoint the Supreme Justice, the Supreme Court Justice, while there's an election going on? Donald Trump believes that because he is in office, that he has the right and that the people have already voted in 2016 and he should have the right. Now, the twist to all of this is because back in 2016, nine months before the election, Obama had the chance to also appoint a Supreme Court justice, but it was denied by the Senate because they believe that the public should have the option to choose on if... Um, 
on who the next president will be. So that president will be able to appoint the Supreme Court justice. So on uh, VP Joe Biden's side, his rebuttal was basically just that. We're in the middle of an election, so he believes that it is unconstitutional, unfair, and that the next, whoever wins, the victor, should be able to have that privilege on appointing the uh, Supreme Court justice. Now, this is where it got a little weird and annoying to me because they briefly talked about it. They didn't expand on the why. It wasn't, if you did not know, like I've been trying to follow lately, if you did not know about what happened with the previous uh, President Obama, then you wouldn't understand why this is a topic that they'll be talking about. But they quickly over-talked each other and quickly rambled on about coronavirus when that was just not the question at hand. So that was the gist for that part. Um, then they got into coronavirus and basically on who's to blame or how they're going to be able to combat it. Right out the gate, um, Joe Biden had pointed out his uh, blame to Donald Trump, saying that because of him and how he downplayed it with the American people, that he is responsible for the 200,000 and counting deaths that have uh, that we've gained this year due to coronavirus, and over seven million cases that have been contracted from the coronavirus. Um, Donald Trump obviously says that he closed the uh, country early, so therefore, even if he said, even if he downplayed it, he still did. He still saved way more lives than he believed that Joe Biden would. He also blamed fake news. And he has said that he is weeks away from a vaccine. Now, that was the big part of this discussion when it came to the coronavirus. Joe Biden was trying to say that he's lying to the people about how soon that he'll be able to get the vaccine out. And also, sticking to his guns, that he is definitely at fault and um, responsible for the many deaths that have happened due to his negligence and open openness to the public on not wanting to wear a mask. And that turned into something else as well. Donald Trump taunting Joe Biden about wearing a mask more frequently, which was very weird because as we all have been told, not saying that we know this, but as we've all been told, the masks are uh, a great help at combating the coronavirus. And so we move on to the economy and both of their plans on the recovery from coronavirus. So Donald Trump says that he doesn't want to shut down the um the country again. He believes that that's just the worst option. Uh, he says that the democratic cities and states that do that are still currently shutting down or shut down are only doing so for political reasons, uh, which is against him. And Joe Biden rebuts that you can't fix the economy until you fix the coronavirus. He also said that since the coronavirus, that millionaires and billionaires have profited and the working class has suffered. 
Um, and so then they go on to say, well, Trump says that people don't really want to be closed down, that they want their uh, schools and work and basically the country to be open. <laughs> and to be honest, I just had to, you know, add my two cents in on here. First of all, yes, I do want this. Um, I do want to go back to normal. And when I say normal, I just mean I want to be able to go out and not have to worry about wearing a mask and contracting a virus, basically. But that does not mean that I'm willing to risk my health just because I want to be out. And to add fuel to the fire, Trump brags about how he opened up, how he brought back football in uh, the Big Ten Conference, which is in the Midwest. Yeah, that is not important and that has nothing to do with the economy. Here's another important thing. So the plan, we really want to know what the plan was. What is each of their economic plan? Joe Biden was able to squeeze in some words about how he has this plan on switching to a cleaner um, economy, which was, in his words, over 7 million jobs and a $1 trillion um, economic growth. He wants to make sure that everyone buys American and that we switch to cleaner energy sources. So to eliminate gas, I mean, to eliminate oil and um, coal altogether by 2035. Joe Biden also said that he is willing to increase the corporate tax to 28% instead of where it's currently at, at 21. Donald Trump rebuts that if he does, in fact, increase the corporate tax, that it will harm the economy and it will send businesses away and off of American soil. He did not present what his economic plan was. At least I did not catch it. Uh, but he did manage to say that he believed that President Obama before him had a slower recovery from the recession that they were recovering from at the time. So they move on to the dreaded conversation about race. Now, I am a black woman, so this is one of my main things that I wanted to hear. I wanted to know what are either one of them going to do for the black community. I have not heard not one policy be presented to the black community about what they are going to do to help against police brutality. So the moderator, Chris Wallace, he asked, why should voters trust them uh, when it comes to race? So Biden, uh, to be honest to me, he fell short a little bit on this side. Um, he did acknowledge though that we do need, and when I say we, I mean black um, Americans, that we do need equity and that there are systemic uh, racial disparities in this country. Um, he says that he brought up how Donald Trump used tear gas to move the protesters from in front of the White House just so he could do a photo op in front of the church with holding the Bible. He also said that Trump doesn't want to unite, that he only wants to divide. So Donald Trump did point out and bring up Joe Biden's past on how he created the crime bill in 1994. I will say Joe Biden did not respond. He did not answer back to that. But I do remember, 
in the Democratic presidential debates that all the candidates that he was up against all put him to the fire about the crime bill. And he said that he regretted them, but he did not bring that up and did not answer that at the um, at this debate on Tuesday. Donald Trump also said that he has let a lot of people out of jail and then quickly brought up law and order and how he has law enforcement on his side. My problem with this is there are a million different disparities that Black people go through in this country, and it is not only police brutality. Yes, in lieu of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, that is our focus right now, because we can only do one thing at a time, but police brutality isn't the end-all be-all to all African-American problems. We need jobs. Healthcare sucks. We are dying at the hands of doctors, especially Black women at a higher rate for unknown reasons. And um, I think that it's just unfair to belittle us to only talk about this one problem that we have, which is a huge major problem, but that's not the only problem that we have and you don't have a policy. Neither one of them told me, at least, I don't think I got anything from either one of them about what they're planning on doing for the black community. I'm gonna just say that right there. Also, this is where I'm pretty sure by this time you have seen a million memes already of how Donald Trump was asked just a simple question on if he would condemn white supremacists. The moderator made it even like way easier for the dude by just saying white supremacists. Just the overall thing, just condemn white supremacists. <laughs> and for some reason, it was just hard for Donald Trump to be able to comprehend. And he keeps asking, what group, what group, what group? Okay. And I quote, Proud boys, stand back and stand by. What the hell does stand back and stand by mean? That is not condemning at all. Well, by this time we're in the middle and we barely got any questions answered. Another one of my major concerns that um, I had for this debate that I wanted more clarity on was climate change. Because I've also been seeing things on the news about how Donald Trump has been denying science as a whole, as it being credible on knowing what climate change really is. Uh, so, <laughs> this this part of the debate was also very interesting to me. Donald Trump says that he confidently got out of the Paris Accord, which was supposed to be um, this coalition where we are moving in partnership with other countries on on reducing our pollution in the world. So um, he also, <laughs> he was asked about the California wildfires and he basically denied any, well, he said to an extent that global warming basically contributed to what is uh, rapidly happening in California with the wildfires, but that really we need better forest management and that this would never happen. That's what he said. And so um, he does say that he wants clean air and clean water, but I'm not really sure on how he's going to be able to do that because he didn't really say why. 
He said he repealed the Clean Air Act because that the cost of cars and other uh, renewable energy would be extremely high and that that would um, throw off the economy, basically. And then Biden um, presented a plan, actually. Finally, finally got an answer about something. He presented a plan, which was very similar to his economic plan, and it was called the Biden plan, which Donald Trump kept calling the Green New Deal, which Biden said isn't his at all. So he claims that he can make this renewable energy be just as cheap as coal, coal and oil, um, and that... By building the economy to produce 4 million weatherized homes and homes that would basically use um, renewable energy. He believes that by 2035 that we'll be able to get to a net zero carbon footprint. To be honest, that is a really huge um, claim to have. And I'm not well versed in climate change like that. But if that's something that you can truly promise the people, which is it's not the first time I've heard of it. I know California is already um, putting that position in place where they are not allowing uh, gas-made uh, cars to be produced anymore, I think. So by 2035, that they will have... Uh, that they'll be able to do the same thing and that, that they'll have nothing but electric cars as well. He also said that if people with homes wanted to weatherize their homes uh, to help combat with different storms like hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff like that, that they will have a tax incentive for that as well. And basically he believes that global warming is real and that he is willing to pull us back into the Paris Accord which Donald Trump confidently said that he pulled us out because it just didn't make sense, I guess. Now, finally at the end, where we just keep dreading this train on and on and on, uh, this is where we get to the part where the moderator asks if they are both confident that this election, because it will be an increase of mail-in ballots that it will be a fair election. Biden spoke first and he said that there was no evidence that uh, Cheatham would be involved in mail-in ballots. Um, he wants to ensure that the polls are trustworthy. Um, he says that really the real goal is that Donald Trump doesn't want people to vote and he's trying to deter people to vote in the first place. Donald Trump says that mail-in ballots, <laughs> that mail-in ballots are a disaster, that there's frauds. He doesn't agree with the deadline, um, which I'm confused on that as well. So these are valid questions. I also am a little skeptical about mail-in ballots, not because I don't believe that they don't work, but I just know I personally want to go in and you know cast my ballot but it was also pointed out that since the civil war that military in particular has been the one group that has routinely sent in their ballots in mail and never before has anyone ever um said that there was cheating involved in that 
Um, now I am young, I am 26, but I do vaguely remember something about Florida with Bush in the election. Correct me if I'm wrong, please comment underneath and clarify, sister, because I do remember something about ballots missing um, in Florida, something like that. So I don't think this is the first time anybody has criticized mail-in vo uh, mail voting, but maybe because it's going to be an increase, this is why Donald Trump wants to run on the fact that there's potential fraud that can happen. Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to watch very closely at the polls to make sure that it is fair, which can go a million different ways. So that was basically the whole gist of the, um, the debates. I tried to do my best to get the points that I was able to hear and understand so that I can be able to shed this information to those of you who either missed it or had a hard time with understanding what was going on. I'm just like you. I'm just now trying to inform myself and do my due diligence so I can be able to be, so I can be able to make the best decision that works for me. I don't care if you vote for Trump. I don't care if you vote for, uh, for Biden. I'm personally voting for Biden, but that's because I have not seen any significant improvement in my life in particular when it comes to President Trump. Now that I am informing myself, I am aware that it doesn't stop at voting. Just because I cast my ballot and I actually get who I want in office, that that's the end all be all. I have to do my part and make sure that I know what's going on within my local communities, because that's what's gonna affect me first, and put pressure on the people that I do elect in this election to do what I want them to do. So I just encourage everybody else, and I hope that you all feel um, just as inspired as me. Might not have to be enthusiastic about it, but just feel inspired as me to at least become more involved and know what's going on within our government because as we can see, it is affecting our lives more and more um, each day. I don't know if it's because I'm becoming an adult, so these things are hitting me particularly, but I do know that I am pledging to do my due diligence on making sure that I'm informed and I'm making the best decision so we won't be in this same situation with this same type of government so we can build a better future that is more accommodating, more comfortable, more open and accepting to people of all different backgrounds. So that was my show. Thank you for listening to A Trip to India podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram. I have made it easier. Um, it is a trip to India podcast on Instagram. Amen. And then if you follow me on Twitter, it is at a trip, the number two, India with two A's. And that's it. Thank you for rocking with me and listening to this all the way through. Um, please feel free to give me any suggestions on my social media platforms that I provided before. And I'll see you next time.